ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule podcast. My special guest this week is Aurora Winter. And Aurora is an award-winning, best-selling author, TV producer, media coach, ghostwriter, and successful serial entrepreneur. And that is for sure. She uses her filmmaking expertise in neuroscience to help people communicate and get results, whether it's raising seven figures, for a startup, negotiating for a raise, or enrolling a new client. Do you want to write a book? Do you want to create multiple streams of income with your successful business brand and book? Then stay tuned and welcome to the show, Aurora. Oh, it's so great to be on the show with you here, Janice. I just love what you're up to. The emphasis on relationships couldn't be more important than it is now in the time of COVID. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I have to say that... um, you came to me actually through um, a service, through a podcasting um, uh, guesting service where people reach out to me. And I have to say, it's kind of fun because people, I, I don't know where they find me initially, but they obviously are good researchers. They find me, they pitch somebody to me and I look at their information and I go, ah, uh, maybe whatever, but I'm pretty open. Something about you and your name, first of all, I don't know if that's your real name or if you're into um, my real name, Scientology or not Scientology, uh, numerology or anything like that, because that sometimes happens. Well, Aurora, it's very pretty. And it's it's is it a, a Roman God or Greek God? Aurora. It's from the Latin. It means dawn or yes, sunrise means- or light. My mother's I was born at around 4 a.m. when it, the dawn was breaking. Oh, my mother wanted to have a name that meant Dawn. And I narrowly escaped being called Zorana, which also means Dawn. And then I would have been uh, or Dawn. W or ZW or Dawn, which is, <laughs> then I'd be always D-A-W-N. So yeah, Aurora Winter is my, my given name. It's very pretty. And then when we spoke, I knew right away that you were a perfect guest for my podcast. We um, And not only did I discover, and I'd actually listened to you on a couple of podcasts before I talked to you and um, just your energy, your vibrancy, everything about you was just perfect. And then I found out that I knew your nephew, which even just solidified it because he is an entrepreneur. And so when I saw, and when I read your first book or the book that I read, Market marketing fast track and and the little book that launched a new business which really is your backstory I think now and you really are an entrepreneur I mean not everybody can say that and they use the word very loosely these days but you are a serial entrepreneur well thank you yes I am definitely one of those people who is always creating businesses or books or creating something it's just part of of who I am. And it's one of my pet peeves, actually, people who coach other people how to start businesses when the only business they have ever had is coaching other people to start businesses. And there's some really big names who do that. But I've started multiple business, yacht sales, charters, TV business, coach training business. And now I help people, you know, turn their words into wealth. Well, you 
are a risk taker. That to me is two things about being an entrepreneur, being a risk taker and having a vision, seeing being that visionary that not everyone can see about themselves or about other people in that in that sense. So um, that's why I, I don't know, I just knew that you were. Now you um, tell me a little bit about your current book. First, just give me an overview. It's called Turning Turn Words into Wealth blueprint for your business brand and book and i know that you as you said help um, business owners and entrepreneurs um write a book write their book and there are a lot of people doing that today helping people write the books thinking that um and a couple of things around it that i want you to touch on one is your unique method of how you um make that happen for people because I've never really wanted to write a book because I'm not a writer. I'm a talker. And yeah. so that leads into really your, um, your method. And also, um, what was the second thing I wanted to say about it? Um, gone from my head. So it'll come back. So please well, let's talk about the spoken author method first. Yeah. Yes. And then we can also talk about, I think one of the other key things I do that's differently helping people with their books is it's turn your words into wealth for your book, your brand, your business, those three things together, not isolated. Yes, because that's what I was going to say that the, the books that a lot of business owners write aren't necessarily to um, sell, you know, millions of copies to become the bestseller on the New York Times bestseller list, which is the hardest one to get on. But yeah. it's it's about using it as a tool, I think. Exactly. It's about want to talk about the spoken author method first, or do you want to talk about no, building your business? You want. That's fine. Okay, well, let's talk about the spoken author method first. Yeah. So um, I'm a serial entrepreneur because when I see a problem that other people are suffering with that I've solved, it just itches at me until I have to solve it for other people. Cause I'm like, Oh, that person is suffering. And one of the ways that I see, um, people suffering with their book is there's, they're staring at a blank page and they're just, ah, I know, and they struggle with it for years. And if they ever get anything out, it's not very good because they're not professional writers, mm -hmm. but they have a story to, to tell. Mm -hmm. They have life experience. They have business experience. And, you know, like you're such a people person, Tannis. So I know that you probably want to know when you meet somebody, it's like, it's like a box of chocolates. <laughs> like, you know, who is this person? What shaped them? How did they become the way they are? Why did they start this business? What are their biggest setbacks? What were their biggest heartbreaks? How did that shape them? Did they become bitter or did they transcend it and alchemize it into something new and different and unexpected? You want to know this about other people. Well, people want to know that about, about you, right? Or about the listener. So what I find is most, most people who have something going on, you know, they're experts, they're podcast hosts, they're speakers, they run a business, they're used to talking. So let's just take the effort out of writing a book and let's just talk it out. So I have the trademarked spoken author method. Mm -hmm. And I interview people very much like in a podcast type setting. Mm -hmm. um, and then we turn it into a book. But what, what is unique about it, it's fun, it's fast, and it's more valuable. You get immediate value right away. You can use the podcast episodes immediately to start mm -hmm. building your brand. Uh, for example, Xander Sprague, who's one of my clients that you'll be speaking with shortly, his book's coming out next month, and it's called Epic Begins with One Step Forward. Well, he's launching his book in February, but he's already got 
all kinds of um, one hour ish podcast interviews with me interviewing him on this topic so he can he can arrive on the scene with all kinds of material and you can also slice and dice video and audio into one minute segment five minute segments etc so the end result is hundreds of pieces of content not just one book but the main benefit i think is that it's fun and it's easy and then i take the videos and the audios and my team and i turn that into a book now of course we don't just start talking <laughs> we we i always like to reverse engineer everything so what what do you want this book to do who is the book for what problems do you want the book to solve for the reader what is your invitation for them to play with you how do you want to build your brand and your business so we do that first in what I call like a, a mini business plan for the book. Mm -hmm. And then we do the interviews and then um, the magic happens. They're done. The magic happens. Right. And then they can get a really short book if they just want a lead magnet book yes. uh, or they can get, you know, a full hardcover fancy schmancy book that is of the quality that could be a New York Times sure. bestseller or Wall Street Journal bestseller. One of my clients just launched her book and it did become a Wall Street Journal uh, bestseller. So that was great. So my, my, my focus is on award-winning best-selling books. So that's, um, the area I am focused on, but I am also focused on, um, filling your bank account, not just your ego. <laughs> so the New York times bestseller is an ego brag. I've, I've read news reports of people whose names I won't mention, who spent um, $300,000 to achieve that bragging right. Mm -hmm. Well, that's that's a lot of money to spend just to be able to brag about that. So why not? I've always been an entrepreneur and uh, always looked for ways to, hey, let's monetize this faster rather than slower. And, you know, we can we can uh, get into that. But I've been chatting for a while, so I want to give you a moment to butt in here if you'd like to add something. No, to that's that. OK. I um that's why you're here to share with you. <laughs> so when you have someone um, go through this process and you um, write their book, do you also take it through the publishing process? Yes, usually I take it through all the way through. Some people I just coach them uh, and they want to do it themselves. So they just want a, a bit of love and support and mentoring along the way. So I do that in some cases. But typically my client is somebody who's already running a successful business, who is quite aware of the value of delegation mm -hmm. <laughs> and they just want it done for them. So I like to design it so that it's fun for the, the, the expert, the entrepreneur, the thought leader to, to, to participate in and uh, the parts that are not fun for them, you know, we, we can take and do, or we can do a hybrid depending on, depending on the person. So what's the most fun book that you've done with a client? Oh, I don't mean that to exclude everybody else, just to, you know, highlight something that was unique or, or fun that you did. Okay. Well, there, we have a book coming out in June, 2022, that um, is with a lawyer client of mine, and it's called, now it's called Confessions of an Accidental Lawyer. And it. it's really fun. But when he came to me first, it was something like, I don't know how to be a mirthless troll. He was really, he was really fed up with being a lawyer, and so the project completely morphed, and he was so open to to shifting it because he told me his life stories, and I'm like, wow, that's a really great story. And then he told me another life story, 
And I'm like, wow, that's a really great story. And so I said, hey, would you be open to fictionalizing this a little bit? And we combined it so that actually, while it's inspired by a true story, it's structured like a movie. Oh, interesting. And so I loved helping him do that. So that's called Confessions of an Accidental Lawyer. It'll be out June 2022. And is he, and is he just to go into my next questions for you, is he transforming his um, his business? Oh yes. So his whole they, we have a, like a whole business plan that goes with that, and he's he's super stoked about it. In fact, he loved it so much he just renewed, and we're going to be writing five legal thrillers together. Oh, that's amazing! That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, no. when I say together. Uh, he will be the sole author. That's how I work. That's the kind of the ghostwriting uh, part. But we're involved. We speak every week and plot it out and and go back and forth. And it's really it's really fun. So I've I've helped everybody from children's authors. Uh, Wendy Winter just launched her children's book, uh, Where's My Joey? And she followed my, my recommendations. She got 6,000 new readers in one week alone. She's got over 300 reviews on Amazon. She loved it so much. She's launched an activity book and she's her second book is coming out next month. It's called Where's My Monster? And so it's just fun. When you do it the right way, it's fun. And people want to do more and more books because it's fun to have a book. I love children's books. That's that's always my favorite course at university was children's literature. I just loved it. I was a teacher in my first life. And so that's where that comes from, you know, teaching young children. And now I have my granddaughter who's two and a, two and a half and doesn't sit still for a minute. But if she's ever tired enough to just sit for a minute, we'll read a book. And I can't wait till she can sit longer because there's so many amazing children's books for her to you well, know. You, you might want to read uh, It Must Be Autumn by Michelle Wang. She uh, she came to me with an idea she'd had for 20 years, but she didn't know how to turn it into a book. Aww. Now she self-published, but I coached her through, you know, how to how to get an illustrator, how to publish, how to market, how to promote. And now and then I said, hey, there are four seasons. <laughs> Why don't you do the other three seasons? And she's like, oh, that's a good idea. So she's also published It Must Be Winter now, and the next two seasons are coming out. So it's really, it's really fun. Um, but the second point that you wanted me to dive a bit deeper into is the is is more for the entrepreneur or somebody who's already got a business, which is how does a book help build your brand, enhance your brand, and how does it build your your business? So in um, in the new book, turn words into wealth, blueprint for your business brand and and business to create multiple streams of income and impact. It walks you through seven different proven models for monetizing a book. Having a New York Times bestseller would be number eight. <laughs> so most people think that famous authors make most of their money from books and that's wrong. 85% of the revenue that New York Times bestselling authors make is not from their books. Probably from speaking engagements, right? Exactly, speaking is the highest paid profession. Yeah. And, and workshops, training, consulting, et cetera, et cetera. So if you, for example, you, Janice, you could definitely use a book. Anybody who's, who's got a successful six, seven, eight, or nine figure business should have a book. Amazon is the number three search engine. If you ha have some kind of expertise and you don't have a book on Amazon, 
and the other platforms, but especially <laughs> Amazon, you are missing out on free searches, which you'd have to pay for people to discover you on social media. The other thing with social media, social media is great up to a point, but you don't own those platforms. The, the, many of my friends and acquaintances have built huge followings on social media and then poof, overnight, they said something wrong and goodbye. But your book is an asset, you own it forever and it is intellectual property, you know, it, people can continue reading it long after you've passed on, which is really cool. It's part of your legacy. And actually that brings me to something that I loved that you did that I wish my children would pay attention to. So I have to look at it now in a different way. And that is that you captured some stories from your mom before she passed away. Yeah, yeah. That to me was really special. I wish I had done that with my mother. Um, because they're gone once they're gone right we have photos and that tell stories but we don't have her telling stories it's so magical to have it in her own voice her own stories and for those of you listening kids grandkids oh. please do this you don't have to be a professional interviewer like janice to do this you can you can just simply ask and and um and then you can record it on your smartphone if you want you can record it on a video on your smartphone but just audio is also a lovely and you know those stories that your mom or your grandfather keeps telling you that you roll your eyes like oh gosh i've heard this story 50 times you will forget you will forget those magical stories and you'll go you'll try to tell somebody else and you're like what what country was that what was the name of that person what and you'll you'll feel a sense of loss so i'm really glad that i did interview my mom and and uh, and have that that's precious um one of my good friends who used to live we were neighbors across the street uh, as our kids were growing up and I got to know her parents really well. And her father, uh, he was turning 85 and they were having a big party for him. Mm. And he was an amazing man. He, he, um, he, uh, what's the word? Well, he grew roses and he was a rose specialist and down the alleyway beside their house, there were these rose bushes that he had planted to make it so much more beautiful. And he knew every single, anyway. Um, so I was at Costco one day and I saw this book and it was a book about, you know, put your memories in this book. And most people, you know, they'd scribble a few things in it, but I got this book for him and he, um, I gave it to him for his birthday and he invited me over after his birthday to show me, he wanted me to be the first person to see the book that he had filled everything in and how special it was. And then just to make it even one step further, when he died a couple of years later, um, my friend, his daughter read piece, some pieces from that book at the funeral. And it was like, oh my goodness, you know, that is a very special, special thing. So yes, I encourage people to do that before their parents are gone because it's it's there's so many things that can make that special right i just remember that, that. Is so special that is lovely and extraordinary most people don't you know they fill in the first few pages and then they stop so it's it's easier if you uh, ask the person you know and get that in audio because they'll yes. ramble on and on and it'll, it'll flow nicely but i want to emphasize what you're saying because it doesn't Yes, I am an entrepreneur and I help people build businesses and build their brands and, and get a return on their investment. And it's valuable to have a book, even if you only give it to your family. Yeah. 
And nowadays with Amazon, it's so lovely. It's print on demand. You can upload your PDF and you can, you can change it tomorrow. Like I uploaded a new version of marketing fast track yesterday. Ah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you see a typo, you just fix it. Or you get another glowing review, you upload it. My father actually wrote his in his 90s. Uh, seeing is difficult, hearing is difficult, his mind is all there. Oh. He has written, he wrote previously two books about economics, but uh, this year we published a book of poetry. Oh. And it's beautiful. And he's not marketing it. He doesn't have a business. He can't really see or talk. Uh, he can talk. He can't he just can't hear um so but it's a lovely a lovely lovely thing so here we have and it's large print so bend oh. in the road oh how beautiful of his book and it's hard cover yeah. and because he's a certain age you know it's large print but he's now got this That's so beautiful beautiful it's yeah. so lovely in and of itself now if he wanted to i could make this a best-selling book and we could sell a lot of copies but you know it's not what he need, what he wants no but all his grandchildren should have it so to speak right exactly so all of his grandchildren get a hardcover book and and it will pass on to their children yeah, probably exactly. that's amazing that's valuable yes it is it makes me think i've got a poem up here that my mother um, wrote before she died. And I don't know who did, I think she may have done it in calligraphy, but anyway, I have it framed and it's up on the wall here. So that's my mm -hmm. sort of homage, homage to my mother. So that. in your book, you talked about, uh, in your, uh, turn words into wealth book, uh, in the chapter called your million dollar message, you talk about, um, I'm just going to read this little paragraph. Having a million dollar message is more important than ever. Here's why things have changed. The information economy is dead. The transformation economy is here. Exponential change is happening now, whether you like it or not, and the pace of change is accelerating. What, what I want you to speak of here is the transformation economy versus the information economy. Tell me about that. Well, thank you for reading from my book. I really, yes. I love that part. I feel so strongly that we're drowning in information. Mm -hmm. Yes. Overload. Yeah. So you don't want to offer more information in your, in your book, in your video, in your social media post, but, but people are hungry for two things, actually connection, which you mm -hmm. speak to mm -hmm. and transformation. So how can you help people transform? I help people transform from unpublished authors to published authors. I help people transform from, I've got something to say, but blah, 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 you know, to people who have TED Talks with millions of views. And I help people transform from, I have a great business idea. I know it's great. Nobody else seems to understand that to raising, you know, seven or eight figures. So that is speaking to the transformation. So for everyone listening, what transformation do you provide? And you could provide that in your business. I mean, Janice, you help people transform from, from what I understand, uh, not very good presence on LinkedIn to an effective, powerful presence on LinkedIn. That is a transformation. Mm. Now you may need to give people some information, but they don't really care about the information. They care about going from, I have no social media presence on LinkedIn to I've got something that powerfully reflects what I'm, who I really am and what I'm really up to. Mm -hmm. And for everyone listening, what transformation do you provide? And you do provide one, you, you know, no matter what you do, you may provide the transformation of a 
of a child growing to a healthy, curious, well-adjusted human being. If you are a mom who is staying at home, which is, I think, the most important job ever, and I just don't want anybody to say only, only a mom or just a mom. What do you mean? <laughs> right? Oh, so what is the transformation? So I'd love everyone to have this as a takeaway. If, when you talk the language of transformation, other people will get it. If you talk the language of information, people can start glazing over. Does that make sense? Yes, well, I'm thinking that what it means, which is very similar to how I do work with people on LinkedIn, is not so much about you, it's what you can bring to me. Yeah. Right, and, and how you, how you will help me get to my so it's it kind of pays it forward in a way because it's you know yes i need to know a little bit about you but i'm more concerned with what you can do for me right the uh, so it's the language of i call it broadcasting from w i i f m yes. what's yeah. in it for me not me but the listener exactly so when we uh communicate in a way that's of service that's valuable. And, yeah. and when you can shift from talking about the transformation instead of the information, you'd be like way ahead of the game. Exactly. Now that makes me think also though, you know, the, the clients that you work with, I mean, some have a, um, a longer lifespan or a longer uh, turnaround or a longer sales cycle even than others. Um, as I'm about relationships, I have to notice that the people that you work with, you've mentioned so many of them in your book, you um, obviously build that relationship closely with them because in a lot of cases, they're telling you their stories and, you know, and, and their back stories that help for you to, um, you know, arc the book and so on. Right. So, um, so, do you build those, do those relationships come quickly and easily or how long is your normal sales cycle with somebody? I'm just curious because. Well, your, your point, I, I am so lucky. I have built myself the very best uh, business ever. I adore my clients. It's an honor and a privilege to coax out the gold that's in their story, right? I am so uh, honored to do that. Um, my sales cycle is actually surprisingly short in terms of enrolling. And part of that is because of the way the relationship is framed. So many people come to me after they've listened to a podcast like this one, for example, they can sign up for a free business breakthrough call at bookcall.biz. But they've already heard me on a podcast with you, Janice. So I'm already framed as an expert because otherwise Janice would not have me on her Relationships <laughs> Rule podcast. Many people come to me after they've read my book, Turn Words Into Wealth. So they already know a lot about me and I'm already the author and expert. So they're coming to me for that expertise. Mm -hmm. so when you frame the relationship in that way, the yes can be very quick. Mm -hmm. so, so typically people will read my book. They'll sign up for a free business breakthrough call at bookcall.biz. They'll have a conversation with me. And then their next choice is a yes, usually $5,000. Most people start at $5,000 and we do an initial discovery process to see what is their book? Uh, what is the business that would go with the book? Is there a viable book here? Is there uh, an area that there's a much more, much more open marketplace so that they should tweak the message over here? Or what even is their book? They know they want one, but they have no idea what it is. So we do that. And then uh, they, that may be enough for them. And then they can go on or most people then go, hey, can you 
can you just help me with the rest of it, Aurora? And then I tell them, you know, what that would look like and, and tailor it to what they need. I am a kind of, I think you and I are perhaps quite similar. I think you might be a little bit more extroverted, but I just love people and people trust me. So they, um, and I am trained as a coach, so they open up quite rapidly mm -hmm. and, um, People like telling their stories if somebody is actively listening. I, you know, you just made me think of something. Are you one of those people like me who, okay, I have this, this general story that, you know, my husband plays golf and he'll go on the golf course, usually with the friends, there's foursome or whatever, but sometimes, and especially if, remember when we used to go away, you know, have holidays, well, um, uh, he'll go onto a, a, a golf course game with one person and then they'll match them with a, another couple on the course and off they go and he'll come home and he'll say had really nice couple we met on the golf course and they were from wherever and whatever and it's oh what did they do did they have and i am be asking all these questions he goes janice we were playing golf i have no idea right but i can i can talk to someone for five minutes and have their life history exactly yeah so it's exactly. just different right yeah and, I don't know that it's necessarily a male female thing, but certainly in my world it is. So I don't know. <laughs> well, how I work with my clients, um, everything's recorded unless they request not. So yeah. they get a lot of audios and, and mostly videos from me. But the rule is nothing goes outside of sure. us unless yeah. you give permission. So my, my invitation for my clients is, would you please tell me this story as raw as authentic as intimate as you possibly could mm -hmm. and then we can always uh we can always bring it we can always air polish it we can always polish it and uh, or bring it to a less intimate but most people in a normal conversation you know they're kind of on this range between here and here whereas i encourage people let's have the roller coaster because my background as a film, you know, writer, producer, you want a dramatic story and that most people, once they see what uh, I suggest for their book, they're like, oh, wow. Like I had two clients, uh, dentists, they were top 40 under 40 dentists, Janice and Justine Doan. They have um, a plus family dentistry in San Diego. Amazing women. Amazing. So smart. So creative. So effective. Super, super great ladies. Um, but they were marketing like every other dentist, you know, the complimentary initial exam, this and that. There was nothing to let you really know how extraordinary they were. Mm -hmm. So when I had the initial consultation with them, I came to understand their expertise and that uh, patients over 40 could invest thousands of dollars in their teeth, whereas people under 40, not so much. So I said, why don't we do a book, you know, Keys to a Healthy Smile After 40. The subtitle is seven secrets to feeling seven years younger and i interviewed them using the spoken author method english is not their first language they would never have written a book uh, i loved hearing their story of growing up in vietnam that was a whole a whole adventure that could be a movie and and so i interviewed them i promised them nothing's going to go uh, out into the world until you prove it they they cried tears of joy when they received their book mm and handed it to their parents. Their parents had sacrificed yes. so much to get them to, to the United States and to leave Vietnam. The parents still didn't speak very good English. And so they, the parents had really sacrificed. And to see that their daughters were published authors, 
just it felt like a really a wonderful way to give back and honor their parents so they cried when they got their book oh, that's and cool. they went on and you know they they became paid public speakers and they've been on a you know, number of media but the big thing is they now use that book as a gift mm -hmm. to give to their patients and it's a wonderful referral magnet so they're not caring about New York Times bestseller. They're caring about what is a great way for people to refer their friends to us. Yeah, you can give somebody a, you know, a, a brochure or a business card, but what about you give you hand them your friend a, a, a book? And they've grown their business from 1.5 to $6 million, partly as a result of, of getting their million dollar message multi-million dollar message in their case. And their story was huge. And you say in your book, can a story increase the value of an item? If so, by how much? And you say 27 times. 27 times, yeah, this is so shocking. So for all, everyone who is spending uh, their time working late into the night, working to make their product or service better, why not devote some time to making your message better? That was such an interesting study. It was published in a book called Significant mm -hmm. Objects. And they took a hundred distinct objects, different objects with different writers, with different stories. And then they put them on eBay with a story or without a story. And yes. they said, yes, that was interesting. Yeah. We're doing this. And, and the result was 2,700% more revenue with a story. Yeah. And the stories were not even necessarily trying to sell or en enhance the value. They simply added significance. Well, the other thing that I found interesting is you speak later in the book. Of, I guess I've read a fair bit. I don't know. I guess. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. So you talk about um, how so many celebrities, even you hear their stories and you hear that they made it despite um, their story. But what if, in fact, they made it because of their story? I loved that. Yeah, I got chills on that. I feel like that's so important for us to to lean into. And mm -hmm. I think it's really true. It's not in spite of difficulties that Oprah became a great mm -hmm. success. Mm -hmm. it, it's partly because of those difficulties and who she became as a result, you know, a heart as big as an ocean and mm -hmm. such compassion. Mm -hmm. Or David Goggins, who is not a writer, who is dyslexic, who had a great deal of trouble with everything at school, but he oh, hired a ghostwriter to, to write a book. Was that the Navy SEAL? The Navy SEAL, yeah. 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 David Goggins and and uh, hired a ghostwriter and he was advised by a New York agent. Don't self publish if you self publish you'd be lucky to sell 5000 copies and he said it was the worst advice he ever got. He did not follow that agent's advice um, and he did self publish. He didn't do it so much to make more money, but he didn't want to lose control of his own story. Mm -hmm. And the result was he went on on podcasts and radio and TV, but primarily podcasts. And he sold a million copies of his book and 600,000 copies of his audiobook within a year. So if he hadn't chosen to self-publish, it probably would have cost him in the range of $20 million. Mm. You know, I just looked at data, publishing data yesterday that from December 2021. So very recent. And it. it the whole market has changed. You need to update. No, you don't have to do anything. You don't need to, but it, you would be wise mm -hmm. to get rid of any stigma around self-publishing or indie publishing, as we call it. The top titles in many categories are dominated 
by independently published books. That I'm saying more than half in certain categories of the you know several thousand top selling books are independently published and why because they keep all the money mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean amazon does take a, a little bit but basically they keep 70 percent instead of seven percent roughly so 10 times the profit and the speed to market um so much to ask you i feel like you have to come back again i, I i'm i'm curious about um your um your your expertise in screenwriting and in producing did you direct as well or no no okay but your 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 work in the film industry and how that helps it must help in like you said, the story arc and things like that, that, that are needed when people are writing a book. Is it, is it easier to write a screenplay or easier to write a book? Hmm. Hmm. Well, it, it depends on the kind of book and the kind of screenplay, but I would say that the, the biggest distinction is I, I've spent decades studying story structure. I love books. I love movies. I love stories. I've studied TED Talks. I've studied all kinds of presentations, studied comedy. So it would be ridiculous for somebody who's never written a book and doesn't have a background in film and television to imagine that they could write a book by themselves without any help that would be the same or as or better than something that somebody who has spent well 40 decades studying it would do. 40 decades 40 four decades 40, 40 years something yeah, that, yeah 40 decades that'd yeah. be um so but it, it's kind of funny because most people can type or they can write so writers don't get the respect that they deserve. But if you had a law case, you know, you could represent yourself, but you'd probably get a lawyer. Mm -hmm. If you had a sore tooth, you know, you could pull it out yourself, but you'd be better to go to a dentist, which doesn't mean that it's not your mouth and your tooth or not your law case. I hear you. So whatever you're up to, if it's important, why not get a team to help you do it the very best you can? Well, as I said, I think we could talk for hours, but I'm going to wrap this up. And All I'm right. going to do it by asking my favorite question. It's two parts. And um, I promise I would love to have you back because I have more questions here than I want to talk okay. to you. Okay, I'd love to. Have you. My question is this. Um, my favorite word is curiosity. Mm. And I want to know if you believe that curiosity is innate or learned. And part two, what are you most curious about these days? Hmm. Innate or learned? Isn't that interesting question? I think that every skill or capacity can be enhanced by learning and by practice. So myelin, which is that the sheaths around the nerves in your brain, uh, grows and it, good news, it grows at every age. And what does that mean? It means that you, know, you make a connection without practice. It can go at two miles an hour with practice. It goes as 200 miles an hour or faster. So 100 times more. So I think everybody hopefully has a bit of curiosity, but we can develop it by practicing it. I mean, podcast hosts or interviewing people for books is a good way to grow the myelin around curiosity. I am, I remain 
fascinated, um, passionately curious about communication. It seems to me that it's the highest leverage thing for us to do. Our stories are the biggest gift we can give to others. And yet, how can we convey them so that they powerfully impact others? So they transform mm-hmm. lives. And that, that fascinates me. It, it, it's, it, mastering something is, is never ending, right? <laughs> just a little bit better, just a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, it's worthwhile. What about you? What are your answers to those questions? Well, I, I think it's innate, but I think that I agree with you that it needs to be practiced However, I see, I have two daughters. One of them is like me and the other one is completely different to me. She's more like her father, the one who doesn't know anything about the people on the golf course, right? Because he's really not that interested. Mm. And she gets curious about things that she might be interested in, but nothing else. She's very introverted and very much, you know, I don't care. I used to, (laughs) there used to be a song that Carol King wrote many, many, many years ago as part of a children's album. And the song was called um, something about, I don't care. And it was about this little boy, Pierre, who his parents wanted to take him to town and he didn't want to go. And, and um, he would, um, she would tell, the mother would tell him things like, if you don't come with us, this will happen. And he would say, I don't care. And, you know, you'll turn into this. And she, he says, I don't care. And it goes on and on. And that's kind of the thought process I have around one of my kids is oh. that unless she really has something that sparks her about it, ah, she doesn't care. So she's not curious about it. So it's kind of, um, what would you say? Um, selective, selective curiosity, which right. I guess is still curiosity. Um, however, I think that I can't understand it when people aren't curious. I can't wait to ask questions and so on. So <laughs> I don't know, but it, it just, it interests me enough to ask my, my guests and see what they're curious. You might wanna read the book, The Talent Code which is one of my favorite books by Daniel Coyle. So he says there's three elements in growing talent. Ignition, you gotta wanna. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which you could call curiosity, but it could be ambition or any uh, goal. You have to want the goal. Mm -hmm. Second is deep practice. So practicing on the edge of your capacity. And that's what I do with my clients. They practice on video again and again and again, and they get to be better and better communicators. And then they do their TEDx talk or they speak on radio and TV and podcast. And the third element in growing talent is mentoring. Hmm. So I, I love that book, The Talent Code, because he presented a recipe for growing your talent in whatever area you'd like to grow your talent. Ignition, Deep practice and having a mentor. What was his last name again? Coyle, C-O-Y-L-E. And what are you curious about? People. (laughs) I noticed. (laughs) And uh, I always love to explore. That's why I asked you about your name. I love the etymology of names. I love the, you know, to find out bits about people that um, give something else away. I don't know. I just, I'm curious about that. I, I'm, I don't know. I, I curious about a lot of things. Um, I love movies and, but they have to be thought provoking movies. And so I'd love to then have discussions after about them, which I don't get to do here because my husband's not that curious. It's gone. It's gone. Right. Anyway, enough. It doesn't matter about me in this situation. I think that um, I would love to have you come back third time. I've said it, so I'm going to make it happen. And um you mentioned earlier, though, that you had a gift for 
my audience. So where do they go again? I have a gift for your audience. They can go to my website, auroraWinter.com, or they can go wherever books are sold. This little book, Marketing Fast Track, uh, is available for free. Oh, cool. So, because, uh, you know, if you don't want to sign up for an email list, you can just get it on Amazon, Apple, Kobo, Google Play. So Marketing Fast Track, the little book that launched a business, it generated $250,000 of new business in 90 days. And it was based on a one hour interview. Very cool. So, but, you know, I added, I added the PS of what happened. So Marketing Fast Track uh, is the gift for, for your audience. And Thank I'd you. love to hear from them if, if, they, if you liked uh, Marketing Fast Track or and turn words into wealth. I'd love a book review. Book reviews are very helpful. And if anybody would like to know more about me, they can go to aurorawinter.com. And if they're interested in getting my help, they can sign up for a free business breakthrough call at bookcall.biz. Bookcall.biz. All right. Thank you so much. And thank you for being here today. Thank you to my audience. We went a little bit long, but there was so much good stuff here. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave a review. I appreciate that. My guest appreciates that. And remember to stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share out this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes and remember to stay connected and be remembered.